versus the world productions podcasts and blogs by geeks for geeks www.vtwproductions.com the following presentation is released under the creative commons attribution share alike non-commercial license for more information about creative commons licensing please visit www.creativecommons.org this presentation also contains adult language and adult themes Hello and welcome to another edition of Alpha Geek Interviews. I am your host, Todd Whitehead. Our Alpha Geek this evening is the one and only broadcaster extraordinaire, Mr. Tom Merritt. Tom, welcome to Alpha Geek Interviews. Thank you for having me. It's good to talk to you again. Very nice to hear from you as well. Uh, I asked you to come on the show to talk about some of the uh, extremely sexy, new, and exciting things that you've got going on in your life and on the, uh, the very public side of your life. Um, first and foremost, let's do a review of the merely mundane things you do you know, just as part of your regular job. Uh, so you're still doing Tech News Today. Yes, every day at uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Available on twit.tv. Right. Uh, Forecast, I believe, is still part of your repertoire. Yeah, that's on Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. And, of course. And triangulation still out there? Yeah, just did that. Uh, not an hour ago. Uh, <laughs> that's Which is also 4 p.m., 7 p.m., but on Wednesdays on twit.tv. And what is the status of FSL right now? Uh, FSL tonight with uh, Justin Robert Young is in the off season. Uh, it looks like the uh, FSL is going to rev up uh, end of May, early June. Uh, the idea being that we're going to shoot to uh, to be able to cover the finale. The championship is probably going to happen the weekend of Dragon Con. Uh, so I'm, I'm talking with the Dragon Con people of possibly doing FSL tonight live from Dragon Con, uh, covering the championship bout for season two. That does not suck. I, I hope that all works out. Fingers crossed. Uh, Dragon Con is, is pretty much the next con I want to try and get on my con schedule. Right now I've got... I have the good fortune of having Phoenix Comic Con locally, so I can always go to that one. Nerd I hear that one's pretty good, because uh, Nicole Spag, Mark Spag, went to it, I think it was last year for the first time, and they, they said it was they had a good time. Yeah, I've actually worked out, got, got media passes for the Spags, and they're going to join us in our coverage of Phoenix Comic Con. Awesome. It's kind of what San Diego Comic Con used to be. Um, uh-huh. it's, it's, it has grown up very nicely under new management in the last four years. So, yes, if you can get into town, just come visit the Spags and, hey, come see Phoenix Comic Con as well. We'd love to have you. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to keep a, going to the cons that I've already built up, like yeah. Dragon Con and, and Comic Because Comic Con, being in San Diego, is not that far away from San Francisco. Right. Uh, and I got a nice hotel. It was one of those things where I did the lottery for San Diego Comic Con. Was like, mm-hmm. eh, I'll probably get a crappy hotel, and maybe I won't go. And I got like the hotel I wanted. Awesome. It never happens. So they they know they're trying to trick me into coming back. Well, um, I just 
I just got the word uh, yesterday, actually, that we at Versus the World will be covering Wootstock 4.0 again this year during San Diego Comic-Con. Ah, so, fantastic. Have you been to a Wootstock yet? I have been to several Wootstock So you know what have I speak. Plural. Yeah, I went to one of the early ones in San Francisco uh, at the Swedish American Hall, uh, which is up, upstairs from Cafe de Nord in, in uh, downtown San Francisco, right off Market Street. Uh, and it was absolutely a blast. I went to the very famous San Diego Comic-Con with the 700-hour-long uh, Captain's Wife's Lament. Uh, and I, I almost starved to death waiting for them to finish. This was year before last or last year? Yeah, yeah, it was year before last. Okay, because yeah, last year's one wasn't quite as epic because I think they learned <laughs> not to starve their audience. I was at the that was the free Molly uh, Woodstock. Okay, yep, the one they wouldn't allow Molly Lewis on stage because she wasn't of age. Right, because I mean they let her on stage, but that was it. She couldn't escorted, actually stay yes. in the building when she wasn't on stage. <laughs> Damn laws. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you're hoping to do the FSL live from Dragon Con this year. Awesome. Hopefully, I will see you in Atlanta if the gods are kind. Uh, what was, uh, frame rate. We, okay. made, we didn't mention frame rate, which is our uh, cord cutting show, all about uh, getting internet video, watching it on your television, uh, no matter who produces it. That is now at 10 a.m. on Tuesdays Pacific which I think makes it 1 p.m. Eastern. I was very pleased to see that uh, my Amazon Prime video is now on my PS3. Yes. I know, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. I used to Amazon have a whole... is one of those things where like, I really need it on iOS, and I could, I could almost live in that Amazon video universe. I've got a Kindle Fire, so I definitely have a portable way to consume it, but I, just, I use the iPad for a lot of things, so it just, I would like to have that. There and Apple's contentious relationship. Now it's never going to happen, or not anytime yeah. soon. I know. I know. <sighs> okay, so what have we missed here? We're heading towards the the one we're going to discuss changing formats here shortly. Anything have we? Uh, yes, yeah, so we talked about Twit. Uh, I still do East meets West. Ah, uh, I did that every so often with so Roger Chang whenever we feel like it. Irregularly scheduled. Yeah, that's that's my experimental podcast. Um. I, oh, I just launched a brand new show called Autopilot with Scott Johnson. I Every was wondering Wednesday. when you were going to get to that. <laughs> uh, on the Frog Pants Network. And that is, uh, East Meets West is also on the Frog Pants Network. But okay. uh, Autopilot is a blast. Uh, we just watch pilot episodes of television shows, mostly old television shows, uh, mostly ones we can find on Netflix. And then we just go into talking about all the things that are weird because pilots are so weird because they haven't figured out everything yet and you know characters change and and they say things that end up being absolutely the opposite of what the series becomes known for and this and that so so far we've done uh, uh, Battlestar Galactica uh, was this week the the original Battlestar with Lauren Green and, oh, the, the uh, Corman the Roger Corman one yeah yeah and the uh, the premiere was uh, uh, Star Trek the uh, the Jeffrey Hunter pilot we oh so the Captain Pike one that did not yes. go, go to series. Correct. That sounds like a righteous good time. It is. It's just a, it's just a blast. And, and, you know, on my to-do list for that show uh, is to watch, you know, three television shows by next Saturday. <laughs> well, see, oh, I, already, no. I have an, already have a huge list of, of, of uh, pilots to, to email you. said, these you must do. Yeah, you know we're gonna do that. we're gonna do that for season two. For season one, we just kind of you know amongst ourselves, we're like, what stuff do we want to watch? For season two, uh, we're getting so many good suggestions. I think we're gonna make a plea of like, okay, send us 
Send us your stuff because we're going to do autopilot in twelve episode seasons. Nice. See, I, yeah, I've got I've got that one in my iTunes, and it's just a matter of there are enough hours in the day, man. I know, I know. I need to stop. I need to to cancel everything. No, see, I would still have I would still have Scott to deal with, and then the man. Is I know, one. right? If he does, it's not going to help if he does. No. And, and I do. I also do the morning stream every Wednesday with Scott. Yes, Wednesday morning for current geek. That's it. Yeah. So current geeks, current incarnation is the segment on TMS. Yeah, if you want to subscribe to Current Geek and its long-storied traveling and different formats, uh, the only way to get it now is to subscribe to the Morning Stream. Awesome. Also available on the much-talked-about Frog Pants Network and live simulcast on Versus the World Radio, Plugity Plug McPlugster. See what I did there? Plugging McPlugging. <laughs> and also, we will be seeing you this year at Nerdtacular 2012, I believe. Heck yeah! Actually, a Sword and Laser, the only show we haven't talked about yet, uh, yep. will have a panel. At Nerdtacular. Very looking forward to streaming that out to a hungry world of people who couldn't make it to Nerdtacular. We're going to try and bring as much of it to them live as possible because they are a fantastic, fantastic community and totally deserve it. So, that leads us to our primary reason for uh, giving you a call and saying, hey, let's talk about this super sexy new thing. So, you've been doing Sword and Laser for some time with the lovely and talented Veronica Belmont, which is Correct. your... Uh, book club style podcast, right? Well, yeah. In fact, it started only as a book club, uh, not as a podcast, oddly enough. Uh, even I forget that sometimes when we're, you know, going through and, and thinking about, you know, how far back have we done this? It was uh, 2007, I believe, uh, when we when we kicked it off and at first we just did blog postings and we had a Ning group swordandlaser.ning.com that is not active anymore I think you still go oh no it's 404 not found it's gone but uh, it, it was it was basically just saying we're going to read this book read along with us and of course because we're both podcasters and we've done podcasts together that's how we met we decided well we have to do a podcast so eventually we got that going and at the beginning, it was just a podcast to kick off the and wrap up the books. That was it. Uh, there wasn't much else to it. And over the years, it, it grew into more of a regular 30-minute show. Lately, it's been, been converging on 40-minute show, doing some news, doing some discussions. We moved our forum to Goodreads, and now we have a great forum of people on Goodreads.com uh, reading all kinds of stuff. We still do our book selections for the official book club, and we still kick them off and wrap them up, but... There's also people who are faster readers than we can put out selections and they go and they run off and do their own books and have their own discussions, which is fantastic. Uh, and the newest thing that we're doing is a video version of the book club show on Felicia Day's Geek and Sundry Network at youtube.com slash geek and sundry. We just shot the first episode of that yesterday on our fancy new video set. Excellent. So you're making the step into video and yet another of your shows because right now forecast uh tech news today triangulation like those are uh, any else frame rate out? frame rate goes out by video as well yeah so you are, those are all the twitch shows all the twitch shows i do go out by video and uh and the the different thing we're doing with sword and laser and a lot of people were very concerned about this when we first announced we we're doing a video show is we're not just taking the audio from our video version and putting it out as a podcast. 
for a couple of reasons. One is YouTube doesn't really want us to do that. We were negotiating that with them, and they were being like, well, maybe. They really want to hold everyone watching YouTube because that's how they make their money, right? Of course. And so we decided, you know what? Do we really even want to do that? I mean, the audio podcast is fun to do anyway, and it's different. And so we said, okay, you know what? Forget that. We're going to still do our audio podcast. Uh, we're going to do it on the off weeks. So our video version of the show is every two weeks, starting April 13th. And in the off weeks, we'll do the audio podcast. In the end, yeah, that means you may not get an audio podcast every week. But the way we've been doing Sword and Laser, we really didn't give you an audio podcast every week anyway. Uh, it was it was sort of averaging out to be every other week, just on an erratic schedule. So I think what this does is says, okay, you guys we're committing to doing an audio podcast every other week regularly. Uh, and then there'll also be the video show every other week. Uh, but the audio podcast will be recorded for audio listeners. We won't be saying, well, those of you who are on the audio podcast can't see that we're pointing at a thing right now. Right. It's, it's, it's going to be audio for audio listeners. And then the video can then be free to be video for video watchers. And we don't have to try to repurpose it. I mean, I, I'm still doing that for all the other video shows. I don't have a like you know religious objection to doing it that way, uh, but I know that the folks in the Sword and Laser audience were kind of insistent when when they first heard about the video show. They're like, "Oh, so the audio show is going to suffer?" And we're like, "No, the audio show is going to still be around. We may change it because we're doing a video show, so it gives us a chance to kind of refocus the audio show on what the audio show can do best." Uh, so we can we can focus a little more on longer discussions that don't work so well in video because you're just watching a talking head. Um, but that that doesn't mean that it's bad. It means that that show should get better, and then you'll also have a video show. At least that's the hope. Sounds like six kind of awesome from where I'm sitting. But I am a consumer, and I wish to consume what you have to offer to me. So I appreciate that. Thank you. To uh, tell us a little bit about how this uh, whole... Uh, phenomenon that we saw over this last weekend when you did the launch special and subscriber drive for Geek and Sundry. How, how did that come to you? How did the launch come, or how did the whole Geek, the Geek whole and Sundry? The whole Geek and Sundry thing come into your life. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Veronica and Felicia, I don't really know how they met, but Felicia Day, if anybody doesn't know, she is uh, an actor. Uh, she does her own show. She writes and produces called The Guild uh, with Kim Evie. And uh, the Guild is a fantastic show about people playing a very World of Warcraft-like game. Uh, and they are a guild in the game. Uh, it's hilarious. If you haven't watched it, go really. I don't know if you should stop this show right now, but definitely as soon as you're done, <laughs> go and watch the Guild. Netflix, uh, baby. And, yeah, and you may, and you may have uh, seen Felicia on television as well. She was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the very last season. Uh, she's been on Eureka. Uh, she's had guest appearances on Supernatural, etc., uh, House. Um, but, uh, I, again, I, I'm not sure exactly when, but at some point Veronica and Felicia became friends. And this year, I think this summer, YouTube started going around saying, hey, we want to launch some channels. Who out there is interested in launching a channel? And Felicia was one of the people who said, you know, I, I, I want to launch a channel. She's very much into working to make quality entertainment outside of the regular Hollywood machine, which is what she's done with the Guild. So she saw this as a perfect opportunity to expand that. And she immediately thought of Veronica and called Veronica and said, hey, will you do a show? And Veronica said, well, let's do Sword and Laser as a video show. Can I bring Tom along? And Felicia's like, great, yeah, come on, let's do it. 
Um, and so there was a long planning period of us pitching ideas for the show and her pitching it to YouTube and getting money and some very industry-like things, which I gather, if you've been in the Hollywood industry, we're very not like the Hollywood industry, but if you've been in independent podcasting, DIYing it as much as Veronica and I were, it was a little bit of a like, oh, wow, this is kind of weird. This mm-hmm. is all official and stuff. Uh, but eventually all the contracts got signed, everything got worked out, and we said, okay, crap, now we need to find a place uh, to make this show, <laughs> details this show, uh, because Felicia Day and her production company are all down in L.A. and they're very supportive, but you know, they're, they're, they we can't just run over to their studio. Uh, so we uh, thankfully, I work at Twit with Leo Laporte, who shares a studio with a company called Pixelcore. Alex Lindsay is on MacBreak Weekly on Twit all the time, and he has his own network of shows from Pixelcore, as well as doing a lot of for-hire video productions. Uh, and they have a, a high-quality studio meant for shooting uh, to tape produced, edited uh, video with, you know, pro-quality cameras and, 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 and the little thing that comes in and says, you know, Act 5, Scene 2, clap, <laughs> all of that stuff. Um, so uh, Alex very, very generously agreed to be our production company because uh, we don't have a huge budget and he's used to you know working with big name corporate clients all the time uh, he hooked us up with some former uh, folks from ILM who do a model shop called Fonco Creative Fon Davis runs it they were also incredibly generous with their time because they do like top feature film media you know high dollar commercial stuff and uh, they just liked our concept they're like oh we this sounds awesome uh, and so they were very cooperative and worked within our budgets to make us an amazing set uh, that is a castle in space. And of course it is. The, and they were the first of the people that, that we participated in, uh, participated with in this, who were so like-minded that we're like, well, here's kind of what the show we're doing. And they're like, oh, so is it a castle in space? We're like, yes. We're like, can we make you a dragon? We're like, please, please? make us a dragon. Uh we're like, can we afford a dragon? They're like, we want to make you a dragon. We're gonna, we'll, we'll figure that out. Don't worry. Uh, so we have a castle with a bar and uh, an airlock door and a dragon that shoots smoke out of his nose. Uh, and it's just freaking incredible. Uh, Pixel Court, bunch of professionals, more people than we could ever hope to have working to make us look good and, and shoot right uh, and, and get everything done. And then Felicia Day and Kim Evie and Sherry Bryan at Geek and Sundry uh, helping us with connections. Uh, we have some connections to authors, but, you know, it's a big industry, and having more is proving to be incredibly helpful. So we've got a good roster of author interviews uh, set up, and then we have our amazing Goodreads forum that has our incredible Sword and Laser uh, group that is helping us to build the show as well. In fact, uh, Gordon McLeod, one of our uh, longtime listeners and viewers, uh, was brave enough to send us a video message for our premiere episode, so he'll be the first community member to get his face on the show. And we're committed to that, like keeping that, you know, you guys are part of this. This is your book club. We're just leading the conversation, uh, and we want to keep that going. So uh, to, to kind of wind it up with your talking about the Subscribe-a-thon, uh, Felicia did a Hangout on Sunday on Google+, Plus, where she did 12 hours on air. Uh, wow. Dang. I, I, I have done that before. I've participated in watching other people do that before. She is amazing and a pro, and uh, I can't believe that 
she pulled it off as well as she did uh, because you know she just knocked it out of the park, and it was fun to watch. She had amazing guests, and I was I was privileged enough to be on there for a few minutes uh, near like the second hour uh, to talk a little bit about Sword and Laser and get on that. But uh, I just kept watching after that because she had a panel with like Patrick Rothfuss and John Scalzi, the authors, uh, just chatting about writing characters. Oh, and Amber Benson, uh, who is a uh, writer but also a former Buffy. Uh, right. vampire star as well uh, and they were just all talking about writing you know and it was just it was the, the perfect podcast ethos of people forgetting that they are doing a show and just getting into talking about stuff it was it was really fun so and and that's been you know the all up and down the line i we have been working with people who get what we do so we don't have to sit there and justify, well, no, I think people do like science fiction. Well, okay, well, we really don't want to have a big banner for a soda. Cross, you know, there's nothing like that. Right. It's all people who are like, oh, yeah, no, we value your content, we value your community, uh, and, and we get it. Uh, from, from the set designers to the shooters to the producers, all up and down the line, it's, it's really been kind of amazing to be dealing with something that is as high a production value as this is going to end up being, uh, but not have to deal with all the crap. But I, you know, in my limited experience with those sorts of situations that other jobs have had to deal with. See, this is, to me, kind of a perfect storm of what the Internet can do. I mean, one of the things I love about podcasting in general is, is it is a great equalizer. The bar to entry is lower than it has ever been. You mentioned having video content come in from your community. So that bar is now to the point where people can do reasonable quality video on their home computer and send it in to be part of your now video podcast. So it makes sense that a, a network infrastructure that exhibits some of the best aspects of community-driven and small organization-driven content would grow out of all these various shows and things and, and small networks that we've created over the years. So I'm, I'm rooting for you. Well, and, and, you know, I haven't even got to the, the meat of Geek and Sundry. I mean, we're very happy to be on there, uh, but they have an incredible lineup of shows. Uh, Tabletop by Will Wheaton is already a hit. It's only got one uh, episode out, but it is essentially Will Wheaton, uh, who you probably most recognize from Star Trek The Next Generation, but he's also been on Eureka recently and a guest star spot on The Guild, as well as a bunch of other shows. Uh, and he brings together friends and celebrities to play tabletop games. So RPGs, board games, you know, I think diplomacy is in the mix. Uh, and and it's just really fun. So imagine that that uh, that sort of roundtable discussion chat show, but with the focus being playing a, playing a tabletop game, you know, playing, playing board games. Uh, it's really fun. Felicia is doing something called The Flog, which is a video blog on steroids. Uh, it's a shorter format, like 10-minute, 15-minute show, but she just goes and does things that she never had an excuse to do but always wanted to. Uh, so, like, milk a cow or, you know, <laughs> bungee jump or, you know, all, the, all that kind of stuff. Written by a kid is coming, which is... Uh, uh, it's basically Axe Cop, the show, right? So right. Axe Cop, if, if you know it, was... Uh, you know, a guy's, uh, was it his nephew or brother? Little brother. brother? Younger brother, uh, who, who came up with these crazy stories about Axe Cop, and he would just illustrate it. Written by a kid is going to be taking that same idea and saying, we are, we're going to sit down with kids, have them tell us a story, and then we're going to get 
like Hollywood directors from around the town to go and make the show. So five to ten year old kids come up with the imagination, and then it gets interpreted into something real. Uh, and then there, I'm also really excited about the Dark Horse motion comics. They're they're taking their comic properties at Dark Horse and turning them into full motion comics. And then uh, down the road a little bit, uh, Learning Town, which is Paul and Storm, the band, the Woodstock uh, powerhouse, uh, doing a comedy musical, which I cannot wait to see what comes out of their brains. That cannot help but be the most awesome thing ever. Yeah. And the yeah. Guild Season 5, which is the, the, the past season, not, not the new season, uh, is also coming out. But they're adding a bunch of extras and, and things that you would have never seen before, some behind-the-scenes stuff. Right, so basically the, the DVD Deluxe Edition, yeah, but, kind of. but on YouTube. Right. right. Just the way Google wants it. Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. Not, 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 not supposed to let on that we're... That we're I mean, you got your invitation to the spaceship to get off, there, right? That's right. Business Castle. We do not speak. Oh, that's right. I forgot. It's real. It's real. It's real. It's real. Uh, yeah, the uh, the written by a kid. Um, we we saw kind of a uh, a prototypical version of uh, tabletop last year at PAX, or excuse me, year before last at PAX Prime, uh-huh. um, with the um, Acquisitions Incorporated live D and D session, mm-hmm. um, which was completely hilarious and awesome so i can see yeah. how that that would adapt very nicely to uh, a video podcast and and not restraining it to just dnd i think is a really great idea because there's so many awesome and innovative tabletop games out there that i just i just need to be shown to understand that i desperately need to go and buy and play with my family yeah i mean just just imagine if you walk into that downstairs area at uh at pax or dragon con uh where everybody's sitting around the tables playing games and you walk up to one of the tables, and it's Will Wheaton, Grant Imahara, Jenna Bush, and Sean Plott. That's episode one. <sighs> a man can dream. <laughs> and they're playing Small World in the first episode. My day will come. Versus the World Productions. Nerds on the Internet. What more could you ask for? www.vtwproductions.com All right, we've got you on a deadline, so I am going to get all James Lipton on your ass now, because this is my first chance to actually give you a proper interview. So we have uh, basically lifted, almost unaltered, uh, from inside the actor's studio, but tweaked a little bit for the nerd audience. We have the uh, somewhat famous uh, James Lipton questionnaire that I get to lay on you, Tom, because I'm evil that way. And you agreed to come on time. my show. No. Look! Oh, look at the time! Click. Yeah, exactly. Just get, get your William Shatner on. <laughs> You're not fooling anyone, you know. It'll only hurt for a moment. I am not afraid. Lay it on me, Tom. What is your favorite word? Well, there, you know, there's always the uh, what what 
what is the word that you seem to use all the time that everyone else would say is your favorite word? And what is actually your favorite word? Um, my favorite word for a long time has always been anti-disestablishmentarianism because it's the longest word in the dictionary. And does it remain your favorite word? I don't really, I don't really use it that much anymore. Though. That's Will Smith's favorite I, word. I try not to. Is it really? Yeah. Huh. I gotta get a new word now. <laughs> or he does. I will fight this out with you, Will Smith. I will find you. So anyway, what is your least favorite word? I know, I know, I know this one. <laughs> I know the answer to this one. There is no wrong answer. Yeah, I know. No, I know that. I know there is an answer. This is my problem with these sorts of questions: is I, I can never think of the answer until later when I go, "Oh no, no, I know what my actual least favorite word is," because uh, it's not. These are not something that I think about all the time. Um, They're meant to be ambush questions, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, that's and that's fair. And I and I'm doing a good job of dissembling, like most actors do. I'm you know, rather enjoying it. Yeah. Sure you are. In fact, <laughs> enjoying is my least favorite word. Aha! What you did there, I saw it. <laughs> I think... Oh, actually remembered it. Societal. Yeah. I'm, it's I'm, just social. Yep. You don't need to put the E-T in there. It doesn't mean anything different. It's worthless. Yep. Bugs me. There we go. I, I back you up 100%. Thank you. What... Turns you on creatively, spiritually, whatever. What gets you going? Story turns me on. Uh, compelling, unexpected narrative. And 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 when I say that, I don't, I don't just mean fiction. Uh, mm-hmm. But what I what I what I like in a good conversation, what I like in a newspaper article, uh, what I like in a podcast, and what I like in fiction is a good story. Something that is is interesting, uh, something that I learn from, and something that's unexpected. What turns you off? Boring turns me off. Uh, And boring usually means it's expected. It's like, yep, that's what I would have guessed somebody would say or do or think. The typical, Um, more ordinary, no surprises. Yeah, maybe not so much expected as obvious. Gotcha. Like, there's plenty of things that are expected that don't turn me off, that are that are fine. Like, uh, I expected that person to turn right because they had their right turn signal on, and that doesn't turn me off. I'm very, I'm, I cheer that. Uh, but, but obviousness, uh, obviousness, especially put on as cleverness or, or 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 put forward as the best effort. It's like, come on, you know, don't don't just be obvious all the time. So phoning it in turns you off. Yeah. All right, now we get to our slightly modified section. What is the nerdiest thing that you have ever done and been proud of? It's hard to be proud of it and still think it's nerdy, uh, but what is the nerdiest thing? Nerdiest or geekiest or... Yeah, because that's almost like self-promoting. Like, I am so nerdy, check this out. Well, you consider what you do with your life. I mean, it's this one. Yeah, it's... I mean, I, I do plenty of nerdy puns that I'm not proud of. Uh, are you are you an, you incor- know, an incorrigible honestly, punster? Honestly, the nerdiest thing that I've ever done that I'm really proud of is FSL Tonight. Ah. It is one of those things where Justin Robert Young and I were just standing around talking. To, it was the last day of Dragon Con, and we were talking about kind of the 
sports-like fervor that people had around their particular fantasy or science fiction genre or property, Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, Game of Thrones, what have you. Mm-hmm. And we just started riffing. We started talking about wouldn't it be funny if fantasy sports meant fantasy sports and we started coming up with teams and we both <laughs> look at each other we're like this is the nerdiest thing ever we are the only two people in the world who would care about this this cross-section of sports and and sci-fi fantasy oh how wrong you were but let's do it anyway <laughs> uh yeah and you know it's not like a runaway hit we're not going to retire on fsl tonight by any stretch but we definitely have found lots of like-minded people yeah, uh, please, and, please and, don't and, stop i knew we were going to but I was still blown away with just how good at this some other people were at taking up the part of the fan, mm-hmm. right? We were providing the part of the broadcaster, and we had the people going right into the comments, taking it absolutely seriously, knowing exactly what the league was about, cheering on their team, dissing the other team, speculating on the future. It was, oh, it was so fun. Yep. So much fun. What is the nerdiest thing you've ever done and been ashamed of? Oh, now that's that's just a selection. Uh, issue. <laughs> I have no problem thinking of those <laughs> sorts of things. An embarrassment of choice. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, because you can go, you can go deep, like you know, like going in high school and wearing the J.C. Penney Fox preppy shirt and thinking it was as cool as an Izod, and they weren't, and not, and not realizing. I know. Oh God! Realize too. That explains uh, everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, going to chess camp and being really disappointed that futurism had been canceled. Uh, and so I just took computer programming instead. Um, well, I mean, Kyle, that wasn't going to go anywhere. I'm not anywhere. ashamed of that, though. That's just, yeah. that's just a really nerdy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, the nerdiest thing I've ever done that I'm ashamed of. We've got they some... would have to be old, old things, like things from the olden days. Uh, I, at the time, and I'm not, as, I'm not ashamed of them so much anymore. Um, but at the time, uh, I created my own Dragon Dungeons and Dragons ripoff because I was very angry with Larry Schmolinger, who was the DM that I had been playing with, <laughs> and I decided that I wasn't going to play Dungeons and Dragons anymore if Larry Schmolinger was the DM, and so I would create my own called Caverns and Creatures. And it would be so much better, and all the people would play my game. Oh, it was, it was totally awful. I still have it, though. I discovered it a couple of years ago. Never throw that away. Games. Yeah. Never throw that away. It was awful. What but, is your uh, favorite gadget? I get this question a lot, and I, I usually come up with some sneaky, like, well, the most recent gadget out is the Kindle, blah, blah. But my favorite gadget is is really boring it's it's my tablet it's my ipad and the, and the reason for that is not because it's so like awesome and it's the best gadget ever made it's because i use it yeah all of it. uh and and my phone would almost be that except when i'm i only use my phone because i can't handily carry the tablet with me everywhere um if my tablet could fold up and be my phone sometimes and then unfold back into the tablet that'd be it but i i once i'm in the house I mean, I'm sitting here on my laptop right now because I need to sit on something that's more powerful and can and can broadcast uh, over Skype, et cetera, et cetera, with with my good mic and my USB mixer and all that stuff. Uh, but the tablet is what I I just have it with me every minute that I'm at home because it's my book. That's what I read on. It's what I check Twitter on. It's what I look at email. It's what it's my television. Quite often, mm-hmm. even though we have a television, I will often still in the especially in the back room 
just set the iPad on my knees and watch Netflix that way, uh, just because it's more convenient. Um, so yeah, I think that that's my favorite gadget, and and I'm almost embarrassed. That's almost like the nerdiest thing that I'm embarrassed <laughs> of seeing. Just because it's, it's so such mainstream, a popular item, and it's got this hipster patina that just turns nope. me off. Nope. Uh, but I don't care. I don't care. You know, it's like it's like liking the popular band because you like the music. You don't care if their fans are a bunch of dweebs. It's you still like the music. I railed against the iOS walled garden for years. Um, and I absolutely publicly. Hate the walled garden. Yeah, absolutely. And yet I'm still a total convert to the iPad. Yeah. So uh, I'm right, you know, you're preaching I, to the choir. I, I don't like the walled garden. I, in fact, I hate the walled garden. And I go around the walled garden every chance I can. I, or mm-hmm. I guess I go over uh, through VNC and... and, and and various apps and, and, and workarounds and just using the dang browser. But, uh, yeah. I could recommend going out and getting a, a Jawbone Jambox Bluetooth speaker for it, and your oh, life, yeah, your life nice. will be complete. Please don't remind me that. I was using one at CES, and it was absolutely fabulous, and I'm like, uh-oh, I'm going to have to buy one of these. And then I forgot and didn't buy it and spend the money, no. and now you reminded me. And so you Do it. It's totally <laughs> worth it. There are two in my household. Yeah, those are pretty nice. Yeah. All right. What professional? Oh, big I almost skipped the best one. Tom Merritt, what is your favorite curse word? Not most used, right? Your favorite, whatever comes to your mind. Interpret it however you want. The most frequent is just going to be the F word. I mean, that's what that's what everybody uses. Um, it has quite a following. I mean, we get that a lot as an answer to this very question. Popular. It's like the for, iPad of curse words. For the versatility. Yeah. Exactly. Noun, verb, adverb, and adjective. A it's just, it's the, yes, it's the fucking wall garden, exactly. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think because I know it's not. I know it's out there somewhere. This is the this is the problem with living in the Google age, right? You mm-hmm. get used to being like, I don't have to remember that fact. I can Google it. But then there's things about yourself, that right? You can't Google. You can't Google that yet, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I guess Facebook will get there eventually. Well, yeah, I can just look at the timeline and go, oh, here it is. Here's my favorite curse word. Well, they released uh, the, the the AR glasses, so I guess the next thing would be Google Brainstem. Yes. <laughs> Index the Brainstem mm-hmm. and just search. It'll happen. It's already happening in the in the Project X labs. We are a Borg. Um, it's a, it's pro- it's got to be a, a a combo. Is what I'm is what I'm thinking. Uh, which that I, that which I, combo rolls most readily off your tongue yeah. when, when under pressure? You know, there's there's your classic shit fire. Um, there's the piss up a rope is it is is always a see that's a less common one I like that one yeah go piss up a rope I like that one um yeah I'm I'm having I'm having a hard time putting my finger on the exact one and you know why I think I know why this one is the most difficult for me to answer is I am trained mm-hmm. by you... so many outlets that I I I record in front of a mic not yep. to say them conditioning that I think it's it's like state dependent memory yep. if I just go walk into the other room. And get away from the mic, it'll probably come back. But the mic in front of me is like, no, Tom, you're live on CNET. <laughs> you're live on Twitch. You're, you're talking to Scott Johnson, who won't care, but his audience might not appreciate it. You're talking like, to a podcast that has the explicit tag. I know, and I, and I intellectually know that that's absolutely fine. And, and I, I, I don't curse uh, in public because I know it makes others uncomfortable. I really don't care. They're just words to me. Scott Lynch said this, actually. He's the author of Lies of Lock the Mora. He's like, it's, they're just words. Right. Uh, 
you know, he's like, I don't have an issue with them. And that's why my characters curse, because people actually curse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, George Carlin had a very similar observation in a lot of his stand-up routines was, words are not bad, they're just words. But I also understand that they make some people really uncomfortable for whatever reason. Either they disagree with me about them, or they've just been trained through their entire childhood to, to be, have an aversion to them. And I don't, want, I don't like making people feel uncomfortable if I don't mm-hmm. have to. Uh, so, you know, know, that's why I curse on NSFW show all the time, because I'm like, well, no, this audience likes it. If if you're uh, uncomfortable with cursing, you shouldn't be watching that show. Well, it's basically, it's a case of voluntary Tourette's. That's your outlet. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I'll go with piss up a rope for now. You, you, you may reserve the right to edit at any future in time. There's also the, the religious ones, which I, I, I definitely avoid, um, Jesus Christ on a crutch playing hockey has always been one of my favorites. That's almost a story. Yeah, I know. And it, it, it isn't necessary. I mean, I guess if you want to be very strict, you can say, eh, using the Lord's name in vain, that's just not okay. And I, and I respect that. Yeah. Uh, but it, it isn't so much about uh, the person or God. Uh, it's it's about the, the playing hockey. On a, it's a miracle. Exactly. <laughs> It's a miracle. All right, Not one uh, that happened. No. That we know. Hey, we can write, write down whenever we want, but that's a whole other conversation. We're running low yeah, on time, yeah. so I'm going to let you off the hook. All right, let's cruise through these last ones. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I've done so many. I, uh, <laughs> well, I am attempting most of them. I would love to be a writer, and I've been a writer for blogs, uh, and even for a few publications in the past, but I have never been a novelist that wasn't self-published, and I don't have enough energy to go and like do the whole like devote to making a really good book that I can sell to an agent and all of that sort of thing, like Scott Sigler does, mm-hmm. who I'm incredibly uh, in admiration of. And so, but I've I've self-published a couple books, and a few people who've read them seem to like them, and so I kind of dabbling my toes in that. I tell you the one thing that it's not so much a profession, but something I wish I had more time for is search and rescue. That, ah. That's my best answer. I did it for a year uh, after James Kim died. I it was something I kind of always wanted to do, and because search and rescue was so integral to finding him and 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 Katie, uh, that I I went and I volunteered for Alameda County Search and Rescue. And let me tell you, it's incredibly difficult, yeah. uh, and and it's intense training, and it's absolutely voluntary. And I really loved it, but I couldn't do it in the working world in which we live. Right. Uh, and that's, that's really the problem. Most of the folks who are in search and rescue are part-timers or they're semi-retired. You know, they're definitely on the older end of the scale because those are the people who have more time. And, and they, they talk a lot in search and rescue, or at least they did at Alameda County, about how difficult it is to get younger folks to join, not because they're lazy or they don't have the desire, but because the way the working world is now, you know, nobody works a 40-hour week and goes home and has right. the rest of their time to devote. Sadly, so, no. Yeah. And finally, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Welcome. <laughs> I mean... You're not, you're not in the wrong place? <laughs> yeah, right. No, come on in. You can stay. Yeah. All your doubts are over now. Come on in. It's all good. C.S. Lewis was right. (laughs) (laughs) Nice source material. Thanks. 
All right. You, shockingly, have a podcast that you need to go do. What a surprise. I know. Uh, I, I don't, not quite double booked. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're sort of getting, uh, getting a lot of folks who are interested in sword and laser, which is awesome. Uh, and so I've got to go do a a book related podcast. Awesome. Uh, talk about that as well, but I really enjoyed talking to you as I always do, Todd. Uh, this is really fun. Thank you very much for carving out some time in your hectic and busy schedule. We greatly appreciate it. And why don't you give a quick summary of where people can find you on the interwebs? Yeah, it's a lot quicker than going through all those shows that we talked about at the beginning. Um, From the starting point. TomMerritt.com is the place to go. That's that's the blog that aggregates all the things that I do uh, in one place. Most of the links to everything that would be important to me letting you know about are there. If you want to follow me on Twitter, the easiest way to do it is to look for Tom Merritt, which I, I own, and then read down in the posts until you find my actual Twitter name because I post regularly there that Ace Detect is the thing to follow on Twitter. Um, that's a long story, but you can go to uh, bit.ly bit.ly slash ace detect if you want to learn why it is that I have that ridiculous username. And it is not ace detect. That's somebody else. I learned right, that the hard way. A-C-E-D-T-E-C-T, which is why I just say go to twitter.com slash <laughs> Precisely. Ah, thank you very much for taking the time. We look forward to seeing the new and awesome video presentation of the Sword and Laser podcast slash book club slash literary awesomeness. You all have been listening to Alpha Geek Interviews live on Versus the World Radio. Find us on the web at www.vtwproductions.com. You can send in emails with suggestions for people to interview conventions to attend, all that kind of great stuff, to the show at alphageekradio.com. That is the show at alphageekradio.com. I have been Todd Whitehead. Joining me through the miracle of the universe has been Tom Merritt. Tom, thank you very much, and we will catch you around the internet. Thanks so much. And we are out of here. Versus the World Productions. Scaring normal people on the internet since 2010. www.vtwproductions.com